Hello, I'm AG. And I'm Leah. And this is. What are you on about? This is a show about water. We're gonna un- unravel all the mysteries around the water behind the bill. We are the water. Mythbusters. This is just about having fun. Oh, hi, Leah. Hi, Ness. Welcome back. You were sick. Yeah. How did that go? Are you all right now? Um, all I can say is that anyone that has ever had glandular fever will understand what I went through. Oh, that was terrible. And oh, anyone man. that will ever get glandular fever in yeah. the future, I can tell you it's not a pleasant it's experience. It's not pleasant, but you get out of it and you get treated and now you're looking great, so welcome back. Well, you know, uh, you know, for another, for another, you know, six weeks, I still, I'm, I'm on light duties, but you know. Yeah, that's good. It's really important. Just keep it up. So All what right. are we talking about today? Today, actually, you know what I want to talk to you about? I want to talk about source separation. Okay. So, and I think we have to kind of explain it for everyone. Where, do you know what source separation is? Separation at the source. Separation at the source. Okay. So this is like a concept in solid waste that is kind of driving the idea that if you separate recyclable stuff from general waste in separate bins, then it's much easier to process. Yeah. Now, if you look really at the data and, uh, and what we achieved in certain parts of the world, it's kind of debatable. So doesn't guarantee, you know, like separating things at the source doesn't guarantee you're going to process them. You still have to have the good processing system, right? Yeah, you, so you have to have something backing you up. That's definitely. right. So there are places where people are going like really crazy about source separation. And I've just heard of, for example, Shanghai, where uh, they have uh, more than 30 categories of solid waste. So you know the thinking behind it. Yeah. If you make people do the work at the source, meaning at their houses, at their factories, at their businesses, and instead of giving you one stream of waste, you know stream, we say stream of waste, it's usually a terminology, a bit of yeah. a uh, waste jargon. Instead of people giving you one stream of waste that you have to separate and you have to process and all of that, you ask people to separate that at the source. So basically you're putting the onus on the consumer. On the consumer to do that extra work. Now it's all good for everybody because at the end of the day, you know, I was a long time ago, I was in Germany more than 30 years ago. And I actually, at that time they had like uh, four bins and four categories of waste already. You know, lots of places had caught up. Certainly Japan has lots of categories of waste. Japan's is confusing. I mean, well, I've, I've been to Japan a couple of times yeah. and I've stayed in several Airbnbs in Japan and yeah. I can honestly say that the best thing that I was like noticed that I was given from an Airbnb host was don't worry about sorting out the rubbish, we'll do it for you. That's right. So would you say, because they don't want you to mess it up. Yeah, no, they, they really don't want you do to you mess think it up. They, do you think they just look at you and they go like, oh, here's an Australian. Oh, they know nothing about separating waste, or he's an American. I, I think. They I think. It's, I think it's yeah? here's a foreigner. They'll be confused right. by our very confusing system, confusing which is like system. burnable, non-burnable, yeah. 
recyclable. I don't yeah, there's know. paper. There's, there's all paper. Sorts of yeah, so you have to. So where people have been, this is like, is what we're trying to say here is that where people have been trying to go is a, as far upstream as they can to try to put some uh, tidiness into how the waste come into the processing area or the recycling plants or whatever to be able to make it much better. Now, but that being said, like there are technologies out there that help them do this. I know. I know that here, yeah. in particular, only because I saw it in the news the other day, mm. um, that a lot of sorting in recycling facilities in Australia is actually done manually yeah. by people. And yeah. the only reason why this is fresh in my mind is there was a news uh, snippet the other day about how they'd found a dead goat. <laughs> so someone had actually dead. put a dead goat in the recycling bin. Okay. Not quite sure how that's recyclable. Yeah, um, yeah. So that was what they had found. So, yeah. And then there's also all these other contaminants that people yeah. put into like the recycled waste stream. Which well, in fact, primarily what people want uh, you know, to do with this source separation is to try as much as possible to reduce the level of contamination of unwanted things to basically, uh, you know, happen um, you know, at that at that level, and I think that's really where we want to focus our discussion: is what are the best ways that you can end up with a uh, a waste stream that you can manage easily? And I think this is really where I want to turn the conversation. Now, there are lots of challenges because there's different kind of waste. But to make it even more complicated for you, I know you're smart, but you've been sick, so I can, you know, I understand that. <laughs> I'm gonna make this a source separation for wastewater, not just solid waste, because I think solid waste is sort of easier to manage. Of course it is. It's Why? solid. It's solid, so you can see it. You can cut. You can pack like it, you I can, can see that that's a cardboard box, and yeah. I can see that that's an eggshell. I that's can right. see that that's a tree branch. Yeah. And I can see that that's a milk bottle. But if you mix it in water, it's so complicated. Yeah, of course. Because you have instead of having things that you can see, and as you say, you can actually the worst case scenario, you can manually sort it. Yeah, that's not impossible, right? I know it's a you know it's it's, it's like. It's annoying. It's not the best job, but you can. But you can also automate part of it, because I do know that people tell me, "Oh, do you keep the lid on the bottle or not?" Now, there's all sorts of debates about that, and I just talked about uh, someone who has a, a recycling uh, processing company, and he says, "No, don't worry. Just keep the lid, because what we do is we shred the plastic, and the lid is actually made in different kind of plastic." And then we sink one part, so they put it in a in a in a, a tank full of water, and part the 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 lid sinks, mm -hmm. the components of the lid sink, and the other uh, parts float. What is the best way to separate things? Is gravity? Yeah, yeah, we know that in wastewater. So things that separate with gravity, very easy to manage. Now I'm gonna make this complicated for you. I'm gonna say we have a stream of wastewater. How is it possible to separate the, the source? Now, can you think of the simplest one, like domestic one? How do you, how can we do that? Pee and poo. Pee and poo. So you know that lots of people have tried. I'm sure there are. I'm sure yeah. that there are still 
um, quite a lot of projects out there trying to design toilets that separate yeah, and, and there are actually toilets. So you know, we're not saying this. We're not just trying to come up with something. We're not. We're not really rocking the boat here in terms <laughs> no. of thinking, guys. Like so you go like, no, I'm. I'm sure people are trying to to picture a toilet that will separate number one and number two. There are toilets out there, and there are public toilets that actually can do that. And in some places, they actually extract resources out of pee. Uh, that are much easier, much easier uh, extractable out of pee than it is out of poo. Yeah. So this is really interesting. So look this up. It's everywhere. There are people who are trying to do that, and there are people who spraying, you know, like gardens with like some nitrate, uh, basic, uh, you know, things that you extract from, and you can use them as nutrients. And it's a that's not really what I call, uh, you know, like circular economy because it's like a little loop. I just call any little loop for me is not really big for me. Well, it's yeah, little, well, it's so little, it's not big. <laughs> so I'm thinking about some or circular economy that has more than one step that you can see that you're going to... You're basically saying you think a circular economy is something that has greater benefit than just to like one household scale. Yeah, just one step or whatever. But it's good to try. So they have lots of people who tried all sorts of things and they can show you the benefit for it and all of that. But it's basically isolated. It's not really generalized. It's whatever. Now, to, to make this even more interesting, how many waste streams do you think there are out there? Like, give me some kind of waste streams because we talk about municipal waste. There's industrial water. waste. In the, what kind of industrial waste? Well, there's industrial solid waste. There's yes. industrial. Now we're talking about waste. liquid here because we're talking about water or liquid waste. Now I'm going to say this. This is a this is a very bold statement. I'm going to say there is as many waste streams as there are industries yeah that would make sense so if you're making cheese it's cheese have, waste it's cheese waste you have like a, 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 a stream that comes out of a cheese factory and if you are producing processing meat then you have you wash the stuff into it. Oh yeah, whatever. abattoir waste is definitely Ab a stream well, of its own. Well, even more, abattoir waste has lots of blood, lots of protein, lots of things in it. But then you go lots into processing. Lots of BOD. Yeah, <laughs> lot, it's, it's quite concentrated. So that has a, a kind of specialized uh, treatment. You can have a mining waste. You can have all kind of mining waste. So there's a, we don't mine just for one thing. So you know, iron ore is one kind. There's gold mine, there's whatever. So think about any industry that you can think about, and there is, and it will produce some sort of liquid waste, and it will produce some sort of water-based liquid waste. Yes or no? Challenge me on this one. Is it all water-based? Well, I mean, if it's liquid, there's obviously some water in it. Yeah, probably. Mostly. It's mostly. Yeah, I mean, mostly. unless unless the waste stream is to do with an acid, but yeah. I mean, like you could still. But you still have some element of it. So anything washing, anything to do with whatever. So what I'm saying here is that what would it take if we basically identify all these waste streams and we separated them at the source and we created a process that will deal with all of them, would we end up with a better wastewater treatment approach? 
is that or is it the future of wastewater in your view i think it could be the future i mean i think you'll have touching back on a previous podcast of ours i think you would have some issues with legislation yeah in terms of this because i mean i know I know that, for example, you and I are very good at separating at the source in terms of recyclables, but I know that perhaps like 50 to 75% of the Australian population in general are probably terrible at it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So we need to help them. We need to basically develop processes that will make it much easier to separate at the source. It's to separate at the source. And that's just talking about solid waste. It's really simple to do. I think in terms of... um, Wastewater. Wastewater... I think that it's something that is probably for the future, mostly because I think as water scarcity becomes even yeah. more prominent, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's already quite prominent, but like in, on the scale of things, we still have water. Yeah. Well, can I give you an example? You know, like I think I may have said this before, but in Germany, it's illegal to wash your car at home. Why? Because you have to take your car to a specialized place to wash your car. Why? Because the waste water stream is actually separated. Yeah. It's treated like the the water that comes out of washing your car has a certain constituents that you can actually treat separately. And probably the cost of washing the car has a, a, a component of it that pays for treating that water. I mean, to be honest, I could get on board with this. I mean, I don't really love washing my car that much. I, I'm i very particular about how my car is washed, but I yeah. mean, if someone else wants to do it for me, I'd be more than happy to. But if it's environmentally fri- oh, friendly yeah, if and it's, it's defini- so separated as yeah, well. I think, I think that would be something that... I think that's something that could actually be done in Australia because, mm. I mean, we already have water restrictions in summer. Yeah. And I think in particular in the eastern states, not so much in Western Australia, Mm. they do have restrictions on car washing. And they always suggest that if you wash your car, you should do it on the front lawn. Yeah. Um, Well, that's still going to take like whatever tiny heavy metals or whatever that's on your car. And it w- it's gonna it's gonna go through and maybe end up in the in yeah the because I mean your water. car ends up covered in like all kinds of particles crap yeah. that's on the road that's really right. so like yeah. hydrocarbons from fuel yeah. oils any like heavy metals that's like right. there's all sorts of so bad what stuff we're on trying road. to illustrate here is that even wastewater it's actually so many things and then we can possibly separate those things at the source and when we mean by source it doesn't mean like you can picture like a pipe coming in and becoming like hundred smaller pipes we're talking about look at the source look at the industry and work some process by which the water before leaving that industry it's already cleaned say that a lot of industry though because this is probably something we don't think about so much um, particularly since we're in the municipal wastewater treatment That's space right. is that a lot of industries are actually in charge of treating their wastewater they are so like a lot of industries have to treat their wastewater on site so yeah you know we don't really think about it they they still have the same stringent guidelines they do but but, but in some cases they they have subcontractors and yeah 
and you know in the same way that you know we've seen probably some reports about recycling electronics that end up in landfill or versus things that are supposed to be recyclable that end up in landfill or or people giving away clothes that are supposed to go to charity but then charity can't handle everything and it ends up in landfill so every time that you basically dispose of an item uh, and the intention of that item is to go to recycling doesn't always happen no it has and, um, been. yeah i mean it's always difficult because there are things that are technically recyclable but we yeah. actually don't have the means to actually recycle them. that's correct so it costs if it costs you more to recycle them would you do it yeah, it would, I yeah. Think that, that's the issue so here i think the conversation is really about trying to make sure that we introduce new technologies and we work together with industries to make sure that those treatments are adequate because i know that number of industries sometimes will essentially subcontract part of their uh, waste treatment or they may treat from a high grade waste into a lower grade waste and ending up ending up at some stage delivering it to a municipal wastewater it does yeah, happen yeah it does happen it does happen because then the grade of the waste is not high and but we don't know what do we mean are. high or low like oh, this, is, yeah. this is this is confusing so we're basically saying from bad yeah. to less bad yeah i know <laughs> i think i think we you can think about about it this way is that in some industries the waste can be so concentrated and then there will be some maybe one or two stages of the treatment and the result you know the discharge from the last uh, step of the treatment will give you a waste that is not as concentrated yeah. and may be acceptable to dispose of it in municipal waste systems to go through a normal process yeah. now assuming that those constituents don't have anything that is dangerous that could kill the wastewater you know yeah. you, you can you explain why i say if you have something dangerous that could kill the wastewater can the wastewater treatment plant die yeah of course it can because it, it's it's biologically mediated it's like, living yeah like we've talked about this previously yeah. like most of our wastewater treatment processes apart from the ones that rely on gravity rely on organisms so yeah. our microbes remember our microbes, microbes are our friends exactly we have an episode about that one. yeah remember yeah. remember microbes are our friends so if you get something in that essentially poisons the microbes you yeah. could kill your wastewater treatment plant correct and it does take a while it, particularly if it was like in a like a waste stabilization plant like an mm. algal based treatment plant it yeah. can take a while yeah to bring those back cycles up. and cycles maybe two cycles or three to get the biology going again yeah and without I mean, biology you have no treatment like imagine like uh, the analogy for this i suppose is what happens to your gut microbes exactly. when you take antibiotics yeah so antibiotics don't don't uh choose between good and bad you yeah, want yeah. them to kill your bad yeah. bacteria but they also kill your good bacteria but after you've had a course of antibiotics your digestive system and your your gut takes quite a while mm. to actually restart yeah, yeah. essentially after that because it's been decimated like sometimes yeah. up to 90 percent of your gut microbes can be killed yeah so, so simply taking a, a, a course of antibiotic is like an assault on your yeah pretty on much your, on your digestive system. incidentally this is what has yeah. happened to me recently that's right 
So sometimes you have to do that, but sometimes unintentionally, or because we don't know what are some of these constituents, it end up in the wastewater yeah. inadvertently, and it breaks the system, yeah. and then it takes a while for that growth to happen, at least days, if not weeks. In I some don't. Times. I don't think that it happens very often because that yeah. because nowadays they're quite stringent about it, but. You know, back in the day, I suppose, when they didn't have an idea about this, imagine if they had been able to, like, separate at the source. Yeah. Like, maybe it could have been easier. That's right. And maybe we could have, like, saved ourselves a whole lot of pain mm. in the so certain process. Certain therapies, for example, you know, like uh, chemotherapy that happens in some places that don't have large wastewater facilities, they actually, uh, you know... Um, kind of close off the, the the houses of people who've just recently been treated yeah i think it depends chemo- on chemotherapy to, I think, to limit yeah so I, yeah. I i remember someone who used to work here actually he had um some kind of bladder cancer and yeah. how they were treating it it was a this is a normal treatment for some kinds of bladder cancers it actually give you tuberculosis yeah okay Interesting. so it's something to do with the tuberculosis virus mm. then they put that in your bladder and that somehow kills the cancer cells so an oncologist would yeah. be able to tell you something like this but i remember he told me that mm. basically when because this was put into his bladder he would then like obviously you would pee it out eventually yeah. he would actually have to collect it in something else that's right and yeah. then it would have to go to like to hazardous. avoid to yeah. avoid being so it was hazardous yeah so it couldn't go to the treatment plant so really interesting so source separation i think it's the future but we, i think i think in my view we need to learn from municipal wastewater treatment all the things that happen in controlled waste and there's so many controlled streams of waste that come out of hospitals that come out of you know, factories, industries, and all of that, that have certain kind of treatment. In fact, what happens here is that controlled waste streams tend to be easier and less, let's call it less challenging to treat. The reason being is we know exactly what's been, what's been, you know what 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 the constituents in the yeah. In this I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's cheaper to treat, is but it, no, but it does mean that it is simpler to treat what you are given. That's right. I yeah. mean, it's 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 quite difficult, I suppose, when you were thinking about municipal wastewater. Anything and everything could mm. be in that. Okay. Anything, anything. Like you think about what you flush down the toilet. Think about what other people have flushed down the toilet. Hundreds of constituents. There's so many different things. There are so many different, uh, you know, like just even everyday drugs that people take, yep. ph- like pharmaceuticals, like whether they be prescription or not for conditions. Household chemicals. Uh, like bleaches you know, and, you know, like you cleaning products. Clean, cleaning products. Everything goes in there. Uh, yeah, the I mean, like, a, you yeah. think that it's mostly just pee and poo, yeah. but there are so many other things, like yeah. what, what you know, like... That's why soaps. if your grandma told you, just, fi- just clean everything with lemons, I think she's right. Just clean everything with lemons. I mean, most of the things you can actually clean with lemon and vinegar. Like, (laughs) honestly, if if you're trying to find a better way to clean your house without spending a thousand million dollars or and, whatever and, and, and sending so many chemicals to the yeah, wastewater lemon treatment plant lemon vinegar baking soda look yeah. up the hacks guys they, yeah. they are they do actually work they do well they don't like they don't smell fancy or anything 
Yeah, but I mean, the, the scents don't do you yeah, any good either. Right. You know, sometimes I have, you know, like a wedge of, uh, of lemon and, you know, at the dinner, when you finish, you know, uh, picking up the plates and whatever, I just run the wedge of lemon on the table and it smells really nice. My mum went just, through this phase where yeah. she just washed her hands with lemon all the time because it gets rid of the other smells and lemon oh, is not a horrible smell. Yeah, absolutely. You can, like, that's why they put it in, like, this, uh, uh, how do you say, when you go to fancy, like, seafood restaurants. Leah, have you been to fancy restaurants? Oh, yeah, the ones where they give you your little bowl with and the lemon eat, in uh, it. Like, yeah. if you've been eating, like, crab or, like, some kind yeah. of, like, messy shellfish or something they give you this bowl of warm water but I, I, I have this story uh, you may not have heard this from me before but I'm gonna tell you this there was a story where this guy uh, went on a date uh, and then and then they went to this fancy shisha and then and then what they did is they gave them that like a bowl of warm uh, oh and he drank it and, and he drank it so his date was so nice that instead of making him feel really terrible about it, that he didn't know because he wasn't didn't go to fancy restaurant, she also drank it. Actually, I think that there's a nice. scene. I think there's a scene of, of something similar like this um, in Crazy Rich Asians. I'm sure they stole my <laughs> idea because everyone steals my ideas. So did so, so did this actually happen to you? No, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> but I've heard it. I've heard it in many forms. But the whole point is that you know if you know people give it to if you didn't put your fingers in it it's okay to drink because it's just hot water and lemon yeah I know, so I know. it was nothing I, there I wouldn't be able to drink it I have an right. issue with citrus fruit but but, <laughs> but, but the, po- the point is that if you can if you can basically put your hand in it and um, and, and, and treat it so, so yeah lemon and all these natural products they can actually help you clean yeah but I mean like your coming bathroom everything yeah but coming back to the source separation yeah. thing I suppose yeah, it's definitely something we need to consider in the future yeah. um is it is it a separating toilet i don't know whether no, it's that just too simple i think that's i think that's just too i think that's well, just how too about specific. separating the toilet the shower and the sink from your from your oh your I, I i think that that's a thing but i mean yeah. i think that's something gray water yeah like gray water and black water gray water and black water i think yeah. is something that we could do um, and I think could be beneficial because I mean you know that grey water treatment on a small scale is not really it's not hugely uh, it's not a great return let's put it that way exactly but but but, but if you do it in a localised way or whatever I, I'm just going to give you an example you know guys take like a shower and collect that water in a bucket just for one, tri- one, one, one test okay and put it outside the garden and leave it like for two days or three days. I guarantee you, in two, three days, that water is actually okay to put on your plants. What happens if you pee in the shower? Oh, that's fine too. You can pee. Welcome to pee in the shower. <laughs> by the way, you know, pee in the shower, uh, save water by having a shower with someone else, whatever you do. <laughs> Shower water in general is fine. Yeah. Uh, and it doesn't require that high level of treatment. That's no. my point. Yeah. Because it's not super concentrated. Mm. So, you know, it's just like a little soap or whatever, especially if you use the right product. Yeah. You don't use harsh products because a harsh product shouldn't be shouldn't go on your skin anyway. Yeah, but I was like it, that could I can see how it would be a benefit to do this. Like yeah. certainly separating black water so black water is whatever comes out of your toilet from grey water which could be from your sinks and showers yeah. the the only problem I see here is that you're like 
coming back to our episode on sewers, yeah. if you're not getting enough flow in your sewers because you're not getting that extra water flushing yeah. down, you might have issues there. Yeah, so, you know, I think it's I think it's probably it's it's not gonna be a simple thing to do, mm. source separation, because because of those, you know, big infrastructure issues as yeah. well, as yeah. little ones. Um, but I think it's certainly something certainly something that should enter conversa- conversation more yeah. often than it does now. Because, you know, I'm just thinking uh, we will have a special episode on uh, nuclear waste because that's coming up. This is really interesting. Yeah. Uh, as we had, like, our professor of nuclear uh, chemical engineer and Professor Simon Biggs, which just spoke to us this week. But we have a special episode on that. But the, the, the detail and the, the, the level of care that specialized industries go into separating their waste and their processes and all of that is absolutely unbelievable. Well, I would, say, I would say that the level that they go to is possibly even beyond what they would normally do in municipal correct yeah and the reason being treatment. is that lots of these things have like danger attached to them yeah. because ra- radiation and all of that stuff or like really controlled waste so controlled like from waste. like digestates yeah. from um so we we chatted like in a in a class earlier this semester we chatted to someone who deals with digestate from food mm. so basically taking waste food and using turning digesting it into en- en- energy and turning food. it into yeah, energy, waste to energy waste to energy but then you get this massive waste stream of digestate yeah. which which is a big, which, big is, which is which is you know several well tens to hundred times more concentrated than what you would expect in municipal waste and they struggle to kind of try and treat this yeah, yeah. because it's so concentrated. Yeah, it is. And then the guidelines attached to that are so much more stringent as well, and the legislation yeah. around that is also kind of hazy. Yeah. So, so it's not there yet. But in terms of, you know, what I was trying to get to is that if we, if we, if we take that knowledge that already exists in the controlled waste environment, and yes, because it's specialized, it tends to be expensive. Yeah. And if it becomes mainstream, that you separate as much as possible, and you treat at the source, treatment at the source, that may be another episode, mm. but separation at the source can, equ- can be equivalent also to removing some parts at the source. Because I mean, I can, I can picture the fact that your gray water coming out of your shower can go through like a very simple treatment process at home and become absolutely perfect water for your garden. I mean, I think I think in Australia we do a fairly good job of source separation if you were to compare it to some places in Europe yeah. who, that have combined sewers yeah. so to explain to you what a combined sewer is not only do they take wastewater from your like showers toilets and whatever yeah. but they also take storm water storm water road water rain water yeah any so water. in you're it, right that's actually kind of source separation yeah there you go. so, so we, we already yeah. source separate in Australia two, to blo- any, two parts two parts because our storm water in general 
goes straight to the environment. It goes straight. Which is not great. It's not great. I mean, it should be treated, but does it need to go to a wastewater treatment plant yeah, sure. like that? I'm, I'm not sure. But, you know, like we already separate yeah. the stormwater part out of the combined sewer. So we don't we don't have that problem. That's right. So but much. knowing, having said that, there's a number of like initiatives of water sensitive cities or water wise that are thinking and putting in place like uh, you know riparian zones or uh, bio filters, filters yeah. to basically remove or green know, walls clean, or, or green, green walls and all sorts of th stuff to to clean storm water so-called blue green yeah. infrastructure <laughs> that's right and the whole idea is to basically if it's not part of the sewage system although storm water is actually uh, technically a wastewater yeah of course it is i mean if you think about road like stuff that runs off the road and we yeah. were just telling you before it looks it, black sometimes. it's well yeah. like, my white car has currently got a film of black grossness on it because That's i've right. been driving like obviously in the rain it gets caught up but right. i mean before we were saying you know like some of the nasties that are you know stuck on your car when you mm. wash your car well if water washes off the road that's exactly where it's coming from correct and so you know there's lots of sources there already. yeah and i mean here it's going straight in Perth, it goes into the Swan River or it goes into drains and eventually ends up in the Swan River. Exactly. Yeah. So, and you know, that's not great for river health. Mm. I mean, it, it does need some level of treatment. We're not quite there yet. Mm. But at the same time, we are source separating. We are, yeah. So I'm just saying that how about you take that source separation that we're doing now and multiply it by 100. If Shanghai has 35 or 38 solid waste categories at the source at the house then i want our wastewater to have 100 kind of yeah strains. but can you can you imagine having to like police that no you just design the technology you don't have to police it. yeah but can you, you imagine 100 different around. times of sources in a house how many yeah. pipes would you have to have like well, no not in a house but in a in a like a district or a precinct uh you know in a way i'm just trying to see how we can basically, as we go in, you know, just picture this with me. And this is the future. We have point A is a house, and then there's a number of houses that go into one pipe, and that one pipe will travel to the wastewater treatment plant. And at every one kilometer, there is a process that treats and separates. Imagine that. Instead of having to deliver water that needs to be treated at the at the end it's treated as you go so yeah. part of it gets separated used on plants used on you know and diverted uh, you know into green infrastructure and as you progress there may be three or four i'm just trying you know how people talk about like those deconstructed desserts you know have you ever ever eaten deconstructed pavlova it's like pavlova is one thing, but then you deconstruct it on a plate. So I'm saying... How can you have deconstructed pavlova? Pavlova well, is one of the deconstructed looking, most deconstructed looking <laughs> desserts ever. Okay, how about chocolate cake deconstructed? Can it work? No, I no, feel... Some restaurants should just Like, you know, up. this hipster don't, don't movement do of deconstructed... Don't deconstruct like any... Don't deconstruct my dessert. Okay, oh, that's yeah. the message. But what I'm trying to say, instead of having like a wastewater treatment, having 10 steps of treatment at the plant, why don't we take those 10 steps of treatment upstream? What, in the, in the sewer system? Yeah, in, as they go. That's how I imagine the future because it, it shouldn't, 
really be left to the end. So you could, so you're thinking like break it down into precincts and then see what you can do at a precinct level, yeah. and then by the time it gets to your perhaps centralized plant, it's less. Yeah. Potent. Yeah. There is less. There's only the stuff that you can remove. So this is basically then, kind of like an alternative to decentralized treatment. In exactly. A, in a sense. In a way, yeah, yeah. In a way, it's that uh, as you go upstream and you do your interventions and your treatment as you go, and as 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 environmentally friendly as possible. So some of them can be basically bioreactors. Some of them can be biofilters. Some of them. There's so much that you can do. Some some of it could be you know separated. There's a whole bunch of things that I you mean, can do. I mean, thinking about separation just makes me think about how how you know as much as we we do quite well with wastewater treatment in Australia, that we still struggle with screening. Oh, I know. That's what yeah, of I large know. objects out. Yeah, exactly. Just separating the big chunks. Yeah, just separating the big chunks is out is a big issue because that results in pipes being broken and pipes being blocked and, or like and you know issues yeah. in the actual treatment process it's itself. Really true. I mean like I think I think People don't think about it, but it's the same thing as you put like a paper towel and if a hundred thousand people put paper towels they end up being at the same T junction. Yeah. Uh, and that's pipe. why you get a fat berg. And you get a fat berg and then your fat berg becomes fat and big and then it blocks everything and we spend millions trying to fix it. Oh, so yeah. here you go, just remove the big particles. Yeah, that, I mean, that even would be the first one. Like I think, I think you know the first step I sp as opposed to source separation here is I, I think an education program for people. So we we already have the pee poo and paper yeah, right. thing going down but the that's toilet. That's too simplistic, I think. I think we, it is, but I mean you have to start low. Yeah, but we're expecting. I mean people are smart if you educate them, if you tell them the right. I, I'm just thinking that we expect very little. You know the idea that you have a lower expectation of the public to some, to my view. It's almost like insulting to the public. I think the public can do better. That's that's my my take. Public can do better. So have high expectations, just higher expectations. I just think that sometimes we treat the public as if they're like everyone is like three years old. Come I don't on, know. Guys, someone... you can only do one p, one two, one one. But but you know Explain that. The, but that at the same People time though, I mean, I know you're understand. mocking it, and I, I agree. You 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 are setting the bar low. But yes. that p poo and paper does help a lot at the source. I don't feel that we've got any way with this source separation idea. I think I'm, I need to be more tangible. My idea is a bit too, um, how do you say, vague. Do you think? Yeah, it's a little vague. It's a little vague. Source separation for wastewater. I have to come back to you with like some model. Do you think I should design something to come out? Come back with Maybe. it a bit, a bit more tangible. At the moment, it's like almost like a dream. I feel what like I feel like what I have been saying is way more tangible than what you were saying. Well, I know you grounded <laughs> my idea, but at the at the <laughs> point, I'm just dreaming of a process. Maybe imagine if we had like some, uh, you know, nanotechnology stuff that we inject in the water and it could actually separate the particles. But don't they, don't camp toilets have something like they, that? They do, I think they Like those still, chemical toilets yeah, do yeah. do this I mean like size, size fractionation or size streaming already exists. So there are like uh, liquids that you can apply some current and then uh, basically particles of different size will basically uh, connect with each other and you will have a stream of source separation like we do in flow cytometry. Yeah, but I, I'm thinking... What's, what's that process called? Like size... Uh, 
splitting or something. So imagine you have a si cell sorting. Cell sorting. So you have like different kind of cell sizes, and you can actually put them through stream, and it's all based on electromagnetic stuff, and it's you can see it immediately it's separated. Actually, it's actually to do with um, lasers being shot at it. Yeah, yeah, that so, too, that yeah. too. But but the the whole point here is that imagine a stream of mixed particles that go through a process and makes them streams of exact the same particle. Yeah, I think I think it's something to aspire to, but I think at the moment we need to sort of think about stepping stones towards source separation. So I think the people... Maybe I'll come up with something and I will patent it and... Want well, to like, we have to think about gateways to, like, source separation and yeah. to sort of, like, planting the idea in people's mind. People yeah. and the people paper... The people paper campaign, though, is yeah. good for planting that idea of, in so oh, yeah, of source yeah. separation That's in people's right. minds yeah. and that can be a stepping stone to say okay the next step could be perhaps grey water yeah. separation yeah. and then after that the next step yeah. could be you know the scale up so I think well, I like the idea of separating water in different colours you know how I like uh, many colours of water you know like yeah. blue and green and purple and yellow and yeah. black and like these are interesting it just makes sense right yeah so, so yeah I that's a good thing i yeah, think i I'll think take it i take it i'll go you will you will you will, ex you'll I'll accept, that. I'll I think accept that i'm gonna go work on my idea a little bit more i think i think you know the people paper is a good example of the source separation thing you know sort of at the grassroots level and yeah. then i think from there that's you know where engineers can come in for mm. example not even engineers like even the public can come in and say you yeah. know like these are the sorts of things we think that we can separate and it could be relatively easy to separate which could then you know decrease the burden elsewhere yeah absolutely because i'm, I'm just thinking that you know the laying upgrades of infrastructure is actually a good way because you, you're dealing with the problems instead of you're thinking that the population will grow and you have to make everything bigger but you can say well you have to be more efficient and you have to basically have processes that are you know a smaller footprint yeah uh, and 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 that's where we're going because technology in anything phones and TVs and everything is becoming smaller no no TVs are getting bigger but uh, dinner <laughs> <laughs> so technology usually reduces the thing but you know like remember the old tv was like you need to have two people to lift them but now they are like flat you seats. still need two people to lift a tv they they're still heavy. heavy they're they just heavy. they're just yeah. not as bulky yeah why am i coming with all bad examples today it must be something I don't it's, know. it's friday it's good it's it's, it, it, it's, it's friday, it's for, friday us. for us anyway but i mean i think would not know i think yeah, well they know yeah. now yeah. but <laughs> i was gonna say i think I think while while it is sim simplistic, uh, the people yeah. and paper is a good start for source separation. Yeah. Australia is already a little bit ahead because yeah. we don't have combined yeah, sewers, right. so we already separate our storm water. So we need to stream. think about it a little bit more. Yeah, so we need to think about it a little bit more, but I think source separation is certainly something that we need to work on in the next mm. 20 to 30 years because yeah. that will help the efficiency of our yeah. wastewater treatment, yeah. whether it yeah. be industrial, municipal. Yeah whether it be grey water, whether it be storm water. Mm. And I think it will be something that is increasingly more important yeah. as time goes on. So, yeah. I mean, but, have but, your but crazy idea yeah, now, no, it's okay. I, I'm, I'm think, <laughs> think, about, think about like one household versus a block apartment where if you build, you know, enough um, ideas in the capital, enough technology that for like a, 
uh, a place with say 50 ab uh, apartment you can have treatment facilities within that block apartment yeah to so long as you so long as you had the infrastructure there for the pipes right, because yeah. i mean putting in the purple pipe which is for recycled water yeah. for example is not something that's easy to retrofit no you have so to do it now so that's so why this uh, no regret infrastructure needs to come to catch up with us yeah so we i mean like start thinking about so this, this is why your source separation thing which is a great idea has to come with kind of like the no regret infrastructure we're not yeah. quite there yet no so i think once no regret infrastructure becomes a thing this source separation idea will definitely take off so you you're saying we're gonna need to build contingencies there for some extra pipes just in case there is separation in the same way that cables and all of that if you, if you look at people who do electricity or whatever there's always a way that they can put a cable in and all of that because they account yeah there's always like space there's space always space or, to put yeah. in for like cabling and stuff you know like That's if you right. like some like things that you see retrofitted badly yeah. into buildings yeah. are like conditioners for yeah. example pipes but anything that has cables on things it seems to be fitting there so we yeah. need to just think but about like it physical pipes yeah. for water is is yeah. something difficult because they're yeah. usually you know grounded in, you know and you have to dig and you have to yeah. break the so, concrete and one day that. guys we will see more source separation well let's just think about it if you can actually hold it back <laughs> <laughs> and do something else with it because isn't source separation like we said to people don't put your oils like your frying oils into well, that's the, source the, separation. That's source separation. You put it in the bin because then it goes to uh, the landfill. And that actually, you're giving the treatment facility a big break. Yeah, actually, because oils are super expensive to remove, yeah, yeah. by the way. Oh, people think, oh, no, oil, we're going to just uh, go at the, at the top and you can scam. Skim like, it off. Skim them, not scam them. No. Skim them <laughs> off. But it's not true because they actually mix with the yeah. water as well. And, it's, uh, and they get on the particles and it's really a nightmare. So keep your frying oil uh, uh, in, in the... In the in as the much as you world. can. Yeah, that's one. That's source separation that's for you. That's source separation. You What's know, the like other source separation that people can do now? Yeah, like food particles in the pan as well. Don't yeah. put them, don't chuck don't, them in the... In don't, the yeah, don't wash your food down the sink. That's right. That's source separation too. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. You Before know, like the technology is the education. Yeah. Le leftover porridge you know Leah these days only eats porridge so leftover <laughs> porridge what do you do bin bin exactly bin, bin compost or compost. chickens <laughs> chickens can eat uh, all of that yeah you stuff, know find so, yeah. some something else for it it shouldn't go down the sink to no, a wastewater treatment that's plant right. you know like if it's solid put it in a bin there's hundreds of things I guarantee you that you can actually source separate before my brilliant idea of technological source separation will come online true or not yeah no definitely yeah, absolutely it's all about you guys knowing about what, what, to, what it is so what to flush and what not, not to, to flush. flush so pee poo and paper guys that's, that's right. it all right thank you so much for listening thanks everyone all right boom we finished this okay, one bye. Yeah, bye.